It's 221 on WGN. John Williams here because Lisa Dent is away today, so I'm doing this hour, and then Dean Richards will pick it up at 3 o'clock here on WGN Radio. Tom DeVore joins us now. He's an attorney at Silver Lake Group, and he is representing folks in Effingham County, downstate Illinois, who want a restraining order, a temporary stay in this law, which is now going to make it illegal to own certain types of assault-style weapons in Illinois. He's not the only attorney, and there's several hundred people that are behind these cases. But, Tom, let's talk a little bit about your suit and who you're representing. Welcome to the show. Tom, are you there? Try it again, guys. I'm in a different studio than I normally am, so you'll punch him up, right, fellas? All right, let's try it again. There you go, Tom. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? Really good. Tell me who your clients are. Oh, there's 866 of them in this case. There's four SFL uh, gun dealers, and there's 862 citizens out of 87 counties across the state. You're waiting to hear from a judge about whether or not you get a stay in this law, right? That's correct, sir. Do you have any insight on that, Tom? What are you hearing? What's the buzz there in Effingham County? Uh, I don't have any insight, nor do I ever look for any insight. It's just not a it's not a healthy way for lawyers to practice law. They go in there and they make their arguments for their clients, and then till the judge issues his decision, you don't try to speculate or figure that out because it's futile and uh, it'll disappoint you more times than it'll help you. So Tom, just don't do it. What will it mean if the judge issues the stay you're asking for? Because I'm not sure you're not asking for a statewide um, um, stay, if you will. You're asking it for each of your clients. So does that mean only they would be? exempt from this new law in the short term correct i mean when you start asking for injunctive relief which is an extraordinary measure you know it's one thing to say i've got some clients i'm here to protect their interests it's another thing to say let's apply this order judge to 12 and a half million people again i'm throwing all people in obviously there's a lot of them minors etc that wouldn't be a part but you know what i mean probably to 12 and a half million people that's a, a whole nother conversation so an injunctive relief entered on a temporary basis, like we're talking about, would only apply to those 866 persons. But the long term of this lawsuit, should it be successful and we get a final ruling, would have statewide implications. Why did you file in Effingham? Accuracy Firearms was our primary client that we started with, and their principal place of business is in Effingham County. You assuming, Steve, that he's got a favorable judge there as opposed to in Cook County? I wasn't assuming anything. I just did. He could have chosen any one of 102, and I was wondering why I chose this one. Makes sense. Well, why would I choose Cook County? I mean, (laughs) you know, maybe I should go look and find a county that, you know, has completely a track record of doing all of these things well, that, that it, against my client's interest. I mean, a lawyer... Be no, 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 yeah, that, no, no, but, I, I understand. No, but no that wait makes, a second. That let's, makes let's sense. back up. The, the judge that has this case just got elected. I've never had a case in front of this judge. Uh, he, this is, you know, he's just been a judge now for about three no, weeks. No, don't read so, too much into that, you know. Tom. That was just an Man. aside. I'm not insinuating Man, anything there. But, aside, but yeah, but, you but know, tell I'm not me what the file a case like this in Cook County. <laughs> well, so, uh, that would be I, a bad plan. Okay, I get but, it. So just the other side of that, then you're, okay. you can't be too defensive if you're saying, I wouldn't file it in Cook County because I wouldn't have good luck, and then being asked why you did file it in Effingham. But that's not, that's not judge shopping. I mean... It's, again, having a forum. I mean, let me tell you guys something. Every case that's being filed right now in the federal courts on these issues, every case of any significance nationwide that lawyers are going to file are very sensitive to where they file those cases at. It's a matter of jurisprudence. 
And so, of course, I filed it in the southern part of the state of Illinois. I'm not going to go to Lake. I mean, you've got three counties who've come out and said that they're going to enforce this law. Champaign, Cook, and Lake. Do you think any lawyer with an IQ over 100 <laughs> is going to file one of these Fair enough. In one of what is the counties? basis? Okay, what is the move, basis? Let's move on. Tom, we're going to run out of time. What is the basis right. that, you're, uh, that, that you think your case stands? It stands for four fundamental reasons, but primarily violations of procedure under Article 4, Section 8D of the Illinois Constitution, and also violations of due process and equal protection under Article 1, Section 2. So you, Our due process being, or equal protection being the most significant in the short term. So yours is, is it fair to say procedural is rather, rather than do I have a right to bear arms and what arms can I bear or not? You actually think it's more technical, huh? No, it's procedural from the from the first two, but for, it's substantive from the equal protection because if you know they tried very diligently to take down the court down the rabbit hole of Second Amendment rights under federal jurisprudence, and I told the judge it doesn't matter because whether or not this law goes too far from inhibiting Second Amendment rights, I don't have to address that issue in this case because the question becomes from equal protection which is a substantive, not really procedural, is why are you violating all of my clients' rights and saying they can't have these weapons or this, et cetera, but you've carved out tens of thousands of people based upon their employment status? What purpose does that serve? And, and you know, the judge seemed to be sensitive to that conversation. Respond to this, though. I'm reading from a story in the Sun-Times the other day. Because of the Heller and Bruin decisions, the judge said a key question in any challenge to an assault weapons ban will be whether those firearms are dangerous and unusual, in which case they can be regulated, limited, banned, or in common use. If it's in common use, then we get to use the weapon. But if it's a dangerous or unusual weapon, then we don't. So one wonders where an assault-style weapon falls in those two categories. Okay, I can answer that question for you, but you're getting off into federal jurisprudence of Heller and Bruin and not dealing with the issues that I've raised, at least in the state court. I'm going to raise what you're talking about in the federal court. But this this law is not going to survive Bruin because dangerous and, and unusual or not common are not going to be these semi-automatic weapons. They're just they're not going to meet that category. And I think it's going to fail on that. So, you know, dangerous to me is a grenade launcher. Dangerous to me is a fully automatic M16. Those things are already banned, and there's no question about it. And I wouldn't even argue that those should be available. But call it an assault weapon if you want. I'm a trained instructor for children across the state. I know weapons as well as anybody. These semi-automatic rifles that we're talking about, they're not dangerous and unusual. They've got a stock that looks like an M16. They don't fire or act, act anything like an M16. And if we have people that are going to commit dangerous acts like they do in Chicago a lot, they're using handguns with 10-round clips. You know, we have the Highland Highland Park tragedy. It was a tragedy. I agree 100%. Give me another example in your life that you can remember where we've had a a semi-automatic rifle like an AR-15. The AR-15 is the weapon of choice for these kinds of killings. It's the kind of weapon that's been used in almost all of these mass shootings. In Illinois, well, I'm sorry I don't have a bunch for you, but in Uvalde, it was the weapon of choice. In Buffalo, it was the weapon of choice. We're not talking about federal issues. We're talking about Illinois law. Understood. If you want to restrict these in Illinois, use Illinois statistics, and you don't get there with this weapon. 
It's but nice to talk to you today, Tom. We are out of time. I'm sure we'll hear from you again as this case takes its way through the courts. Tomorrow is a big day, right, Steve? That's when the judge said that he'll pass judgment on this. Yeah, I don't know if Tom's still there, but I don't know what when the next when the next set of arguments then would be held. I'm going to be late for the news. Yeah, I know. We'll get that answer off the air and do WGN Radio News next. Chicago's 